If you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 3. Talking to the kids about the flood of 77. How many of y'all remember that? It was a devastating time. As a, especially if you're a kid and you see that, you, just, you can't believe the destruction that that caused. Especially in Grundy, it was a terrible thing. But today we're going to talk about this passage here in Joshua where they're getting ready to go into the promised land. For the first time, the children of Israel is going to have a home. Bill mentioned that we started on Wednesday night a series uh, called One at a Time by Kyle Alderman. And we had the introduction this past Wednesday, and we'll start session one that's coming up Wednesday. I invite anybody who wants to join us to come out. I think it's going to be a real interesting study. Because it's, a, it's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because everything we do begins with one. One step, one decision, one prayer, one person. Wherever we do, wherever we go, even sin. Sin begins with one thought. But we're all uh, uh, called to impact the world with the gospel. And it seems overwhelming sometimes. We're such a small congregation. We're such a, you know, such a small community. How can we impact the world with the gospel? One at a time. One at a time. Today in our text, we're going to uh, see the Israelites are about to cross over the Jordan and enter into the Promised Land after 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. But they face a huge obstacle. The Jordan River has overflowed its banks. And they had close to 2 million people trying to cross this river, carrying everything they owned. They had livestock. They had families with children and babies. They needed a miracle. They needed faith. And God expects us to step out in faith. You know, He will do the rest, but He won't push us or He won't make us move. God wants us to take that one step of faith, trusting Him, and let Him do the rest. The Israelites faced the Jordan, but it was is a picture of what we face. And, and there's something that we all must go through to get to where God wants us to be. It simply means to take that one step of faith. So let's read Joshua chapter, thir- chapter 3. The Bible says, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they re- removed from Shittim, and came to uh, Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through uh, the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests and the, Le- of the, Le- the Levites bearing it, then, it shall re- then ye shall remove um, from your place, and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits of measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way before, heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow um, the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, 
so I will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priest to bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of the Jordan, ye shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will uh, without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Parasites, the Jerjasites, uh, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the souls of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, and the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the water of the Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents and passed over Jordan, and priests bearing the ark and covenant uh, of the covenant before the people, and as they bear the ark were come into the Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overflowed its banks all the time of harvest. And the water which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city of Adam, that is beside Zartan. And those that came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all of the Israelites passed over the dry land until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless the reading of your word. Father, we thank you that we have your word to go by. Because, Father, it's not just there for us to know history. It's there for us to see things and to understand <coughs> your love, your grace, your mercy, the way you make a way for us, Father. The way we can have faith in you and knowing that the God of the Israelites is the God of the church. And Father, we love you and we thank you for loving us and for making a way for us through this world. And Father, whatever Jordan we're facing, whatever problem people have that they need to cross over, help them to get some comfort from this uh, message today, Father, to see that they can too cross over because you've made a way. You're the God of all the earth. You're the God who controls everything. We can trust in you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> you have to excuse me. I'm a little congested still. I can't get rid of it. So here they are, ready to cross over to go and take the land that God promised them. Before this can happen, though, they must step out in faith, trusting in God. We, see, we can see some great principles here about faith, about how we should live our lives according to the faith we have in God. And first, faith may require that we wait. Look at verses 1 and 2 again. It says, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came into Jordan. 
he and the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days. After three days, they stood there and waited at the Jordan and looked at this raging river. The spies had returned from Jericho and gave their report to Joshua. Back in chapter 2, verse 24, it said, And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands this land. For even uh, all the uh, inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. The people of the land had heard about the Israelites' God. They were worried. Joshua orders the Israelites to uh, move to the edge of the Jordan River and wait for further instructions. And they waited there for three days looking at this river. Can you imagine? Looking at three days. I think God has this idea of, of making us wait to see what we're going to do. When he told Abraham to take his son Isaac and sacrifice him, he sent him on a three-day journey. Give me time to think about that thing. They were just sitting there waiting, looking at the danger, seeing how impossible it was. They figured if they crossed it, surely many of them would drown. Jordan was in the flood stage. There were those who didn't want to cross. There were many who would look for other ways to, to get around them. Some of them wanted to wait until the water went down. They couldn't all swim and carry their belongings. They had no time to build a bridge. There, there was no other way to handle the problem except to trust in God. God said, so you sit there, I'm going to let you sit there three days. And you look, you, you exhaust all the possibilities you have of getting across this river. And then you turn to me. And many of us today stand on our own Jordan River. I don't know what that river is. I don't know what problem you're facing. I don't know what troubles before you that you have to cross over. But sometimes we know we have to pass over. We know we can't do it on our own, but we're waiting on God to show us how. They were in a desperate situation. They didn't have any resources to, 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 for them to, to build a boat or to build a bridge. But it's never about what we have or what we can do. It's all about what God is able to do. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Waiting is hard, but it's not the end. God wants, us, wants them to, to cross the Jordan, but it must be in his time, in his way. Second, faith means we see uh, that God works in new ways. God gave them specific instructions. Look at the uh, second part of 2 all the way to 4. And the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests of the Levites bearing it, when you shall remove from your place and go after it, yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits in measure. Uh, come not near it and to it, that you may know the way which you must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. So this is brand new for them. This is new territory. Before God used the, as they're traveling through the wilderness, God used a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire at night to guide the children of Israel. That was his presence. But now they give them the Ark of the Covenant, which rested in the tabernacle. That represented God's presence. So they were to follow it. 
And they were not just crossing a wild river. They were going into new territory to invade and possess the land. But they don't have to do it on their own. By their own strength. By their own power. Because God Himself is going before them. He is the source of their victory. And this is a new generation. None of these that came out of uh, none of these are the ones that came out of uh, Egypt. Because all those had passed away in the wilderness. Because God said, since they refused to go into the new land, the promised land, they were going to wander in the wilderness until they passed away. The only ones that came out of Egypt that was going into the promised land is Caleb and Jacob. Uh, and Joshua and Caleb. This is the first generation that refused to go into the land. Back in uh, Numbers chapter 13, verse 30 it says, And Caleb uh, stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able, we were well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, uh, We be not able to go up against the people, and they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land uh, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw are men of great statute. Uh, chapter 14, verse 2 says, And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we would die in the land of Egypt? Or would God that we would die in the wilderness? And wherefore hath God brought us into this land to fall by the sword and our wives and our children should be uh, prey? Were it better that we return into Egypt? They made one last plea. In verse 9 it says, Only rebel not against the Lord, Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us, their defense is departed them, and the Lord is with us, fear them not. They sent spies then too. But those spies come back and say, we can't go in there. There's walled cities, there's uh, great armies, there's giants in there, we can't go. Caleb and, uh, and Joshua said we can. But they would refuse to go, so they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. You know, it made me think when I was thinking about this. How many of us have refused to go where God leads us? How many of us have refused to cross over when God tells us to cross over? Do you feel like you're wandering in a wilderness sometimes? Do you feel like you missed something that God had for you that, uh, that you just couldn't, couldn't seem to bring yourself across? We don't always understand why God tells us to go there or to do that. But he has already gone ahead, prepared the way. He just wants us to trust him and step out in faith. And when we, refute, when we face uh, times of crisis or, or we need direction in our life, we must learn to be sensitive to the movement of the Lord around us. Sometimes, I think sometimes we lose that. When God is moving and working, we cannot but expect to hear the call to go forward. And this be sometimes moving out of our comfort zone into the path of new opportunities. 
I was thinking about this. I mentioned this Wednesday night. It reminds me of Jesus and the woman at the well. Jesus got up that morning and said, I must go through Samaria. The disciples couldn't figure out why he wanted to go through Samaria for. They never go that way. They didn't like the Samaritans. But he had to go through Samaria. And they walked until it was the hardest part of the day, and they stopped at a well. And he told the disciples to go get food, and he sat there and he waited. And this woman came up. And she came in the hottest part of the day because she couldn't come any other time because there were people there, other women, and they laughed at her and called her names because she was an adulteress. But Jesus went there just to meet her. One person. One decision. One at a time. He had to go and talk to that one woman. What a wonderful God we serve. He cared so much about this woman. He didn't care what she did or who she was. But he said, went out of his way to go and see her. If we are facing our Jordan today, it may be a river of opportunity. It may be a habit or a passion or a sin. We must know that God has prepared a way. Faith is knowing God has gone before you. Third, we must know that faith means that we are willing to step out. Look at 5 through 8. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so will I be with you, with thee. And thou shalt command the priest to bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the, river, of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. One step of faith. One step that shows that we trust in God. Joshua's faith here is seen in the fact that he tells the people that tomorrow, prepare yourself, because tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. At this time, he didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know what God was going to do. He didn't know how this was going to all work out, but he knew that God would make a way. Joshua believed that God would give instructions when the time was right. But the promise that God would work a miracle depended on the people's willingness to be sanctified and obedient to His Word. I think sometimes the reason why we're on our riverbank, we can't cross it, and we know that God's wanting us to cross it, and we feel that God's presence has gone before us, but we've not sanctified ourselves. We've not, we've not been obedient to His Word. In Leviticus chapter 20, verse 7 and 8, it says, Sanctify yourself therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God, and ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Ain't that simple? God sanctified us. When, we, when Jesus died on the cross and we accept Christ as our Savior, His blood washed us clean. Took away our sins. We are sanctified. We're set apart from the rest of the world. We're set apart for His service. He said, I've sanctified you. And now we take this brand new white clothing we have Wash clean, and we get a little bit dirty, don't we? We take sin and put it in our heart, and, and, and we walk away from, maybe we don't read His Word the way we should, and we're not keeping His commandments the way we should. And God says, sanctify yourself. 
Come, confess your sins. Take care of this. You can't be living this way and serving me. If you want to cross this river, I need you to be sanctified. Because on the other side is blessings, but also on the other side is work for you to do. And you have to be fully and totally committed to me in order for you to be able to do that. That waiting is a time to prepare yourself, to confess your sins, to repent, to make your life pleasing to God. How can God use you when you cross over the Jordan if you're not living for Him? God set you apart for His service. We didn't get saved just so we could get to heaven. We got saved so we could work for God. So we can please the Father. So we can spread the Gospel, lead others to Christ. Joshua's faith was not based on, uh, on God's direct statements to him personally, but also on his past experience. Joshua's seen the Red Sea split wide open. He's seen the blessings in the wilderness that kept the children of Israel alive. He's seen the man that fall from heaven. He knows how God will take care of his people. He knows that God will make a way across this river. Faith is, is not a leap, a leap in the darkness. People think uh, taking a leap of faith is just leaping into the darkness. No, for a Christian... Faith, uh, a leap of faith is jumping knowing God's going to catch you. Knowing God is there. It's a time to trust Him. If you trust Him in the past, and you trust Him with your future, trust Him with your present. We step out in faith because we know God is there. Joshua saw God do great wonders. And this is a fine decision after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. They're getting ready to pass over to a new home, to the new blessings that God has for them. And this is the first time they will have a permanent home. God always has something waiting for us on the other side of the river that's better than we have here. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You may feel safe and comfortable on this side. But God is on the other side waiting for you to come and trust Him. Faith means we will follow where God leads every time. Fourth, faith is an opportunity that we can miss. Look at 9-13. through 13. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and, and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that He will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Parasites, uh, the Jerusites, uh, uh, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore, take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every, man of tri uh, every tribe of man, and it shall come to pass as soon as the souls of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall pass in the waters of Jordan, and the waters, waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. Joshua speaks to the people. He says, hear the word of the Lord, what he has planned for us once we cross over. By crossing over the Jordan, Jordan not only are the Israelites going home, but also judgment is coming to those who live in Canaan. God has given them warning after warning to repent, 
to turn from their idols, to turn from their wicked ways, to worship Him. Rahab told the spies that they all knew about the God of the Israelites. In Joshua chapter 2, verse 10-11, uh, says, For we have heard uh, how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and that what He did unto the two kings of the Ammonites, Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, uh, Shilon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did uh, there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord uh, your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. They knew. They heard about God. They heard about the miracles He did. They heard about them destroying the cities. But they didn't do anything about it. They didn't change their ways. Think about you now, standing on your riverbank, knowing God has gone before you to prepare a way. Also know that people are watching. People who desperately need something to believe in. How can they trust our God when we're not willing to step into the water? Living by faith is an opportunity to show our obedience to God and to show others our faith in the Lord. There are blessings on the other side, but there's also a testimony of faith that the world needs to see. Romans 1.17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Every day is an opportunity to live out our faith before the world to see, to know that we trust in God and the world can trust in Him because He is the only true God. Finally, our faith gives God an opportunity to show His power. Verse 14 through 17. And it came to pass when the people covered, uh, removed from their tents, and passed over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as they bare the ark, there came into the Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bare the ark were dipped in the brim of the water. For Jordan overflowed all of its banks all the time of harvest. That the water which came down from above uh, stood and rose up into a heap very far from the city of Adam that is beside Zartan and those that came out that came down towards the sea of uh, the plain even the salt sea uh, failed and were cut off and the people passed over right against Jericho and the priests bare the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. God needed to show the people that his, He had the power. Those priests carrying in the ark stood, showed their faith when they stepped into the water. Unless we're willing to step out in faith and get our feet wet, we won't make much progress in crossing over. They were obedient. They stepped up and they and step by step, and God held back the river. At the Red Sea, Moses lifted up his rod and the waters parted. But this generation come to the river, it was not the obedient hand of the leader that brought a miracle. God requires the obedient feet of His people. 
Ain't that a message for us? God says, listen, you're my people. You're obedient to me. You need to get moving. You need to start walking. You need to go in the directions I've called you to go. Many of us are comfortable and content where we are. We don't like taking risks, but God is telling us to cross over. He wants us to be a people who are willing to grow and to expand, to claim new territory. There are many times in our lives that block that progress, but God wants us to pass over. And people need to see that our God has the power to get us through. The most life-changing crossover was the moment you decide to follow Jesus Christ. We decided to follow Him. We left the old man and got a new man. We become born again in the salvation that He offered. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him who have called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. The Bible tells us exactly who we are. Sometimes we feel like we're overwhelmed and outnumbered. And no, we're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. We're peculiar. But we're to show forth the praises of the one who calls us out of darkness into His marvelous light. And one day we'll cross over into death. But Jesus has already promised that He's taken the sting out of death. He's already crossed that Jordan before we got to it. God's power is the only way all people and all their possessions can cross that river without losing anything. And God's power is the only way for us to be saved through Jesus Christ. So remember, as we stand and face our Passover moments, whatever they may be, we may be worried, we may be challenged with what is a frightening possibility, but we're also thrilled with the blessings and opportunity that God has provided on the other side. We have to step out on faith. So when you're faced with a life's obstacles, here's, here's what you need to remember. Faith may require you to wait on the Lord. Faith may mean works, uh, may mean that God works in different new ways. Faith means being willing to step out. Faith helps us not to miss God's opportunities. And faith lets us show His power to the world. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Church, I think we've reached our Passover moment. God's wanting us to pass over from where we were into new territory. People are dying. People are lost. And we're just kind of sitting, looking at the raging river going by. And we'll sit there with our coffee and we'll talk to each other and say, man, ain't this world getting terrible? I see revelation being fulfilled every single day. Ain't this a bad place? And we're just standing there watching it go by. If we could just see God on the other side saying, get over here. It ain't over yet. This ain't the end. The end's coming. It could be coming any time. But it's not right now. You need to get over here where I'm at. 
I have blessings over here. I have work to do over here. I have a field ready to harvest over here. Cross over whatever's holding you back. Trust me. Take that step. You take one step into the water and the rest of it will be dry ground, I promise you. Because I want to work this out for you. 2 Peter 3.9 He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. God has a plan for everybody to hear the gospel before it's eternally too late. The church, we need to step out. Step up. One step at a time. One person at a time. One prayer at a time. To become what God wants us to be. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for Your message. Lord, we thank You for Your precious Word. Father, all the Scriptures given to us for a reason that we can see pictures in there of our life. Father, we, we don't know what it's like to wander in a wilderness and carry everything we have each and every day and then to cross over and to face the enemy. But Father, we know what it's like in this world we live in today where the enemy is out there raging. People are lost and dying. Getting pulled under. Need someone to come and help them. Father, we're your royal priesthood. We're your chosen people. Help us to go and reach the people before it's eternally too late. 